The We Are Dog Nation podcast opinions and reports are not those of the University of Georgia. This is not an official podcast of UGA. At least not yet. This is the We Are Dog Nation podcast. I'm your host, Nation, and that is short for Dog Nation. And our dogs take the field 12 o'clock yesterday in Missouri and beat those kitty cats 43-29. to 29. I said it's great to be a Georgia Bulldog, and I got to be honest, I might be just a little bit spoiled. My game prediction last week was dogs going to win 66 to 31. Didn't quite happen that way. 43 to 29. And really, to be honest, looking back to last year, we beat them 53 to 28. And at one point last year, it was 21-21 in the second quarter. We kind of pulled away there at the end of the first half. They finished off the game 53 to 28. But if you take away or add in, I should say, uh, Rodrigo Blankenship's two field goal opportunities was missed and one missed and one blocked. That's 49 to 29. That's a very similar score to last year as well. And got to give credit where credit is due. Drew Locke is a for real deal first round draft pick coming up in next April. He will be the second quarterback taken, if not the first quarterback taken overall in the 2019 NFL draft. That Missouri team is very, very good. Um, they just might be the second best uh, team in the SEC East. And to go in there on their home field and handle that team the way we handled them, despite our mistakes, despite stuff we got to clean up, and come away with a victory like that, it's really a pretty good day. Unfortunately, you cannot, we cannot blow out everybody by 45, 50 points every week. It is just how it is. And so those guys will go back this week, work on some stuff, get it down, get it right, and moving forward. So I'm not really that worried. Just a little bit spoiled that, hey, they didn't quite blow them out like I wanted them to blow them out. Get a little stat on Missouri. They have been on a nine-game winning streak and averaging 40 points a game. Now, although our offense was rocky, a little bit in that first half. That defense really came through in that first half. Starting out with Tyson Campbell, 69-yard fumble return for the touchdown. And what was kind of funny about that fumble return, if you go back and look at the fumble return, watch the referee as he's trying to watch what's going on. He kind of gets in the way of one of the Missouri players, kind of you know blocks off the guy. I'm like, hey, we'll take that block. We'll take that assist. He didn't mean to, but hey, we'll take it. Seven points. Well, six points. Touchdown, dogs. Now, move. But also looking at the defense, what they did that what they did in that first half. If you look, go back to that Jake Kamara's punt, where the one he had was really short and put the ball in half field for Missouri. They helped that high power offense down to just a field goal attempt, which thankfully they missed. And to walk out of there 20-7 to at the first half with some mistakes and the offense not quite clicking, that's a pretty good job. And I would take that. I would take that. So I think it really goes to show you just how good our team is. Knowing that we can mess up like that in some places, have some penalties, have some dumb mistakes, have some rocky beginnings, and still hold down Missouri 20-7 to in the first half, 
that's a pretty good day. I can't really complain, so I'm not going to be spoiled like that. Anyway, I want to highlight somebody. I was speaking of that first half and the defense holding it down for us. Eric Stokes, who I didn't, be honest with you, I didn't really think much of when he committed. He committed on 2000, in 2017 on signing day in February. And he was a three-star defensive back come out of high school, not really that highly recruited. Matter of fact, like, when, when he signed on, like, oh, who was that? You know, whatever. You know, Kirby wanted him. Kirby got him. He got him for a reason. And then I found out he was very fast. He's a track guy. So I thought maybe he probably played punt returner or kick returner or something like that. I didn't really see him at that point in time really contributing. But I tell you, you can never judge a book by the cover. This young man spent his, his red shirt freshman year just developing, growing, developing, growing, getting better all around. And now he can, he comes in, the uh, he comes in replacing Tyson Campbell, who Tyson Campbell, by the way, had to leave the game because of a stomach bug, had to get an IV and stuff like that put in. But he's fine. Uh, I was kind of worried about him for a second, but kind of find out this is a stomach bug, just kind of throwing up a little bit. But anyway... He did a very did a, did a very great job in being an SEC game like that, doing some very prime time playing. Not no blowout area, but just a very prime time playing. He held his own, did a very good job. He's a and, and then he's very fast. He runs a 100 meter dash, and he also runs a four three three forty. So hey, I'll take it, man. That that young, young man, that young man is really doing very well. And if he's done this well from year one to year two. He's only get better and better as the, as the years go on. So, shout out to Eric Stokes. Now, I want to go ahead and take a up get a break here. I want to come back and talk about Jake Fromm and the offense, how they got it going the second half. We'll break down the injury report, break down the defensive backfield. How this may be one of the best defensive backfields that Georgia's had in a long time and the things they got going on with that. And also, I want to give up my game ball. I forgot about my game ball last week. I will give up my game ball this week. So don't go anywhere. Be right back. Go dogs. Part 2, recap, Missouri, Georgia, coming up. Man, I really do love that fanfare by the Red Coat Band. Dom, welcome back to We Are Daughters, your podcast. Diving right into the second half. I really am surprised that Kirby Smart did not come out in the second half with some type of crutches or uh, boot or wrap on his foot. Because I know he must have broke his foot off and then players behind during the sec- during the halftime. I'd have loved to have been a fly on the wall back there in that locker room. But all jokes aside, um, the great thing about this new culture at Georgia it's not that Kirby Smart is just tough on them. They're tough on each other, and they're expecting greatness out of each other. And that culture change is a long is long overdue. But anyway, so good to see the offense uh, take the field in stride, making passes, making deep passes, making great plays. That second half have everything clicking. My favorite play was. That catch from Jeremiah Holloman, who was really starting to come into his own. Matter of fact, my nephew texted me and asked me, was Jeremiah Holloman, was he a five-star? I'm like, no, he wasn't a five-star. 
Uh, he was a four-star. He was the 18th best wide receiver recruit in the country coming out in the top 150 pick. But Kirby did say during fall practice that the four-star wide receivers are outperforming those five, some of the five-star wide receivers. And he might be one of the ones he was talking about. We had a really good game. Good to see him play. But you know what? That one play, man, oh, he got to stop. We got, we got to stop dropping that ball and being all fancy at the, at the goal line. That's the second time. The second time in a matter of three weeks that we've done that. And I can only imagine what Kirby's going to do at practice to correct that. I mean, the drill that he got set up, I think he's going to have everybody involved in it. When I say everybody, I'm talking about everybody. I'm talking about offensive linemen, defensive linemen, the tall boy, the guy who do the laundry. Everybody getting a part of this, how to do this correct. (laughs) But in all seriousness, that's the things we got to clean up, and and they are going to clean that up. And I do not expect nobody to ever drop that ball to goal line like that on the Curry Smart again. I just got that feeling this week. So I want to break down here the um, the defensive backfield. This defensive, defensive backfield is even better than last year. And the only downfall about this defensive backfield is that we got – DeAndre Baker, who's a senior, who will, who will be leaving. But the good part is that we got other players who've been grinding and, and working and getting better and evolving who will take that spot and take up that slack next year if he does leave. And have Tyson Campbell there, the true freshman. Like I said, he had a stomach bug. He'll, he's fine. He'll be coming back. Who's only going to get better and better. And plus, you got Richard LeCount. Now, Richard LeCount, the number two on defense and safety, he was Kirby Smart's very first recruit for the 2017 class that he got to commit to Georgia. So that's kind of a special relationship between those two. And he was like the ringleader. He was the one that really pushed for recruits to come and sign with Georgia. He kind of led that class there. He's going to go down in Georgia history under Curry Smart as one of those main guys and big-time recruits. It's good to see that young man really come to his own. He has a uh, very good nose for the football in my opinion, might be a little biased, but the guy's really good. He's 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 a future first round draft pick, but he's just a sophomore, so we got him for a while. And then you got J.R. Reed, who J.R. Reed and I first heard about him uh, transferring from Tulsa, and we all know that Tulsa doesn't have that really strong powerhouse of a football team. And so heard about him transferring over to Georgia, and heard about him being D'Angelo Gibbs' uh, cousin. Who D'Angelo Gibbs was a five-star recruit out of Grayson High School. I'm like, well, they probably kind of stepped in that because they want to get D'Angelo Gibbs there. But what a wonderful surprise to see how this young man has performed over the year, past couple seasons, how well he's doing. And then I, then I found out well last year that J.R. Reed's dad is Jake Reed. Jake Reed played wide, played wide receiver for Minnesota Vikings with Chris Carter and Randy Moss and when Dante, when Dante Culpepper was there. And then his then his uncle is Dale Carter, who played defensive backs for the Chiefs. So he has a very strong bloodline of NFL players in in his family. Then you've got other players who were impressed in last year, well, excuse me, last spring practice, like Devon Wilson and William Poole and Mark Webb Jr., who's doing very well, Who you, who number 23, who we're seeing out there, who was a former 
uh, wide receiver come out of high school who was asked to switch positions and uh, help out defensive backs. And so we recruited very well with defensive backs. So that's just another area that, uh, especially area really, because Curry played defensive backs at, at, at Georgia. So we're all going to be stacked there, especially, I think, I think as well. One get to this injury. Before I get the injury report, I want to give out my game ball. Now, the new thing I'm doing with the game ball, well, I should have gave it out last week. I forgot about it. My game ball last week should have went to McCole Hartman, who I believe is having a wonderful year, who I also believe that is on pace. I'm not trying to say he's going to win the Heisman. What I'm saying is he might just be sitting down in New York and getting interviewed. He is really doing a wonderful job, and, and uh, great, the better you do and the higher your team is ranked, the more Heisman buzz surrounds you. So, but this week, Game Ball goes out to none other than Jake from State Farm from hashtag khaki, hashtag, hashtag he's not hideous. Three touchdowns, 260 yards passing, and that one interception he got wasn't really an interception. It more like a strip because McCole Harmon caught that ball and the, the defensive back took it out of his hand. But game ball this week goes out to McCole Harmon. I mean, I'm sorry, goes out to Jake from, from State Farm. So I want to talk about his injury report real quick. Some good news, some bad news. Unfortunately, the big 6 7. 340-pound offensive lineman Ben Cleveland, that that big strong guy who could who uh, who can bench press 225. Believe it or not, believe it or not, bench press 225 for 50 reps. He broke a bone in his leg. He's out for six to eight weeks. He might not be back this season. We will see. Because once you do get back, you gotta get back in shape. You gotta get back to running. So he just might be done for the year, unfortunately. Um, that's a big loss there, but we, but we do have great depth at that position, so someone can fill in for him. Uh, Andrew Thomas still nursing a, a sprained ankle. He he started yesterday, and got hurt again. But K. Mays came in, so K. Mays got a lot of growing up to do because he's taking uh, Thomas' place there. So shout out to K. Mays, and hope he continues to get better and, and develop, and hope that of speedy recovery for Andrew Thomas. Tyler Simmons have a shoulder injury. He'll be out for two to three weeks. Uh, I would not be surprised the next two to three weeks you might see hopefully a little more Demetrius Robertson who's kind of getting slow to, slow to action there. But you know Kirby Rule, you got to be able to block before you touch that field. And then Tyson Campbell, he went out the game. I was kind of mentioned that earlier, but it's a stomach bug. He was throwing up. They had to put an IV in him, but he's fine. He'll be ready next week for Tennessee. So, speaking of Tennessee, oh my God, if you have any, if you know anybody who's a Tennessee fan, you might want to tell them don't bother watching this one because we had a tough game last week. It was kind of sloppy, so Kirby's going to put in the overdrive this week to correct some stuff and prove a point. We just might put about 95 points on Tennessee. The final score might be like 95 to like. Three. So, but no. But all seriousness, I do expect like fifty-eight to sixty-one points to possibly six points versus Tennessee. It is not 
going to be pretty. They might beat Tennessee so bad, they lose all their future recruits. Anyway, that's it for today. Coming back at you, coming back at you next week for another podcast for a recap of the Tennessee game. If you haven't, if this is your very first time listening, I hope you found it found it to be entertaining. I hope you come back. If you have came back, thank you from the bottom of my heart for coming back and listening to me. I just love doing this. If you haven't already, follow me on Instagram at We Are Dog Nation. Follow me on Twitter at We Are Dog Nation. And if you haven't already. Hit that subscribe button. Have a great and wonderful Bulldog week. I will talk to you guys next week. And as always, go dogs. Suck them. Roof.